Tase your butt. No, you can't tase my butt. How about your ball sack? Well, that's worse. Not for me. Look, I, I, I don't want you to tase any part of my body. Can I tase her? No, go away. It's free. What the hell is wrong with you? I'm retarded. What's wrong with you? Nothing. Then when does your face look like that? Like what? Ugly. I like to listen to music get on. After I have a hit of my thought of my thought of my thought. I like to listen to music get on. After I have a hit of my thought of my thought of my thought. I like to listen to music get on. After I have a hit of my bong bong. If I need to write a song, but it didn't take me very long. Well, now's the end. Uh, yeah. Oh, Adam and Eve, Eve. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your host, D. Simon. Hi, I'm Kate Rambo. Hiya. Kate Rambo. Yeah. How are you adjusting to life in Tinseltown? Um, well, just like toast, my main questions are is it always this hot here? <laughs> and I'm drinking a lot of water, so I'm pissing a lot more. I'm also drinking a lot more booze at the minute because my life is unhinged right now. Well, that'll make you piss too. And it does make me piss, yeah. I mean, the chances of me getting cystitis right now are kind of slim to none. And I say that, wait, I have to touch something so I don't get cystitis. <laughs> um, I don't know how many people out there have watched uh, Toast of London, but there's a I don't know, special series he did uh, recently called Toast of Tinseltown. Which I think directly reflects Kate Rambo's experience here in uh, Los Angeles. I'm feeling very connected to Matt Berry at this point in my life. Well, you used to have like a shock of white hair in the front too. I did have my blonde streak, which I'm also going to get back soon because that's where all my greys are growing in. So I was like, oh, I figure I'll get rid of all the greys by putting a blonde streak back in. But I will just look like Toast of London. People are going to think you're Toast. Don't, yeah, grow a mus- don't grow a mustache. I, you know, I do have Indian heritage, so I could easily <laughs> grow a mustache if I wanted to. So, Kate Rambo, I know uh, you've been walking around town, checking things out, um, bezzing about, as you will. Um, have you had any difficulty communicating with the Angelinos? Not really. Everyone's nice. And there's also a lot of foreigners here. So when you come across another foreigner and you're a foreigner, it's like, you know, we've both got to try. I, mean, I am talking about the Armenians. <laughs> <laughs> I've met a lot of Armenians this week. Well, have you ran to any other Brits? No, but I have, when we were walking up Runyon, I heard, like, the British accent is so horrible and it's so unmistakable. Very distinctive, yeah. Yeah, and it was a couple of Brit lads hiking up Runyon and I just kept my mouth shut because I was like, I don't want to go, where are you from? don't want any of that. Well, are you going to keep using British slang even though Americans have no idea what you're talking about? I Mara. Pure like. Yeah. <laughs> of course I am. I'm especially going to use Cumbrian slang because it connects me to my homeland. So are we going sowing on the botch later? We're going sowing down at Boulevard, aren't we? Going, going down to Hollywood Boulevard for sow. Going sowing. Going, yeah, we're going to have a few pivos, aren't we? I, I do. I remember when I was in Carlisle, you were teaching me some Carlisle Trying. slang. Trying. But uh, that, that was one of the ones I liked, though. Going sowing on the botch. Botch is like the main drag down Botch-a-gate. downtown Carlisle. But uh, sowing to me would be like trying to go pick up fat chicks like me and jojo kelly have gone sowing before it sounds like that because you're like sowing this sowing the sod but well, it's no, like a sow like s-o-w yeah like a cow a fat cow no a fat pig a fat pig, well, pig fat pig cow whatever that's what they're basically saying the women of carlisle are like <laughs> and i agree gone sound down botch because you're gonna come home with a pig 
Yeah, but I thought you said a woman is a buer and a, tidy, a guy is a gadgy. Yeah, a tidy buer is Cumbrian slang for like a hot chick. And a, a, gad- a gadgy goes across <laughs> to the northeast. Like they don't say buer in Newcastle, but we all say gadgy. You'd be like, how is gadge? You raj gadge. But I mean, just saying going sowing for buer. Aye. <laughs> that, that's like normal. It's a bizarre it regional dialect. Um, I can understand most of the people there, but um, sometimes, I remember when I was there, sometimes I had no idea if they were even speaking English. Like that one cab driver we took, I I would have had, had to ask him to like slow down and repeat what he said. He wasn't, I'm American. He, he wasn't even that pure Carlisle. Like he, as far as I'm concerned, you've never met anybody with a pure Carlisle accent and you still couldn't understand them. And they weren't even using Carlisle slang. They were just talking normal. It takes a while. Like, I mean, it took like a few days for me to get back get used to hearing it again to the but, patter yeah the patter mm-hmm. but i do like some of the words like i like uh, having a wobbly i'm having a wobbly yeah i had a wobbly yeah so wobbly is like a tantrum it's like a full-on scale tantrum off the charts all the toys are out the pram tantrum having a wobble what about like i'm getting larry tonight getting larry is like kind of a double meaning because you would say oh him over there is getting a bit leery, so we better watch our backs because he's going to start a fight. Oh, but okay. you can also be like, "Oh, I'm going to get leery to li- tonight, lads." We like, as I'm going to get drunk. Like get drunk and crazy. Yeah, like it's crazy night, boys. It's Saturday. Let's break out the red solo cups that don't exist in Britain, and we'll have a party. That was amazing, by the way, when I saw the red solo cups in Ralph's. Yeah, we could get leery with those cups. Can we get some red solo cups just to drink out of? I, you, I guess. <laughs> I mean, what's kind of cool is you can, you can transport those and chuck them when yeah. you're done. So it's kind of nice. So now that you're in L.A., though, you're going to have to learn some L.A. slang. Yeah. Oh, my God, guys. Rad. It's yeah, so rad. rad over there. Can we go to the Galleria? As well, if. There's that. But I mean, like some of it's just more California okay. you know, regional slang. But you, like rad. Everybody says rad here. A stoked a stoat? No, you just like say the stoat. animal. No, like I'm oh, stoked. St- I thought you said stoat, like no, the st- mini cute animal. Oh, yeah. Totally stoked, dude. Totally oh, my stoked God. for that, dude. That it's fucking clip like- flip was amazing, dude. Well, you guys would say chuffed. Chuffed? I like, but you see, those two words, you're forgetting I'm also the MTV generation and I'm also the generation that grew up with Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. So they're all words that I know from cartoons. Well, there's some, yeah, th- those are words that, that have kind of like stood the test of time. But there's other words like butthurt. I don't think they said that in the 90s. You're going to be so butthurt about that. I'm so butthurt about that. <laughs> um, no I one really say says hella as, no one really says hella down here. But I don't even think in, in uh, NorCal they say hella as much as they used to. I think hella has now gone out of style, but we can bring it back. I'm, in the early 2000s was the time for hella. That's well, hella cool, man. Yeah, but hella was never a big thing in LA, in Southern California. It was right. mostly a Northern Cal thing. We can bring it back. Um, or hecka, you'd hear people say. Oh, but but feel that. free to bring that one back. Uh, every millennial and Gen Zer says like or literally, um, or both in the same sentence. Guilty. And you know every vapid phrase that spews out of their constantly open blowholes. Hey, come on. Literally. Do you know? Literally. I I hate it when people give us hard times for stuff like this because stuff like that is called a fatic utterance, and you literally cannot help yourself from saying it you it's like stop, your brain you can train yourself to not you, say it yeah though. you have but you have to put conscious yeah. thought and effort into it like mine is so so is my fatic utterance like i will connect sentences and i won't even realize i've said the word so a lot and i understand people saying that but i think you kind of have to like 
you got to catch yourself using literally. Like some people, I, some people in my work use literally three times in one sentence. But th- then you call them up by going, literally what? No, I'm like, no, sometimes I'll be like, well, metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> but here's a couple other words that you're going to have to pick okay. up here. Uh, I got to bail. I like that one, but I also don't like saying goodbye and would just rather leave. Yeah, but I mean, you can say though, hey, I got to bail. I'll see you guys later. Or catch me later. I got to bail. Okay. Or bounce. That's another word. They they do tend to say that here. Um, A lot of people say uh, bum. Like, can I bum a cigarette? Oh, yeah. That's a funny one. To borrow. You bum Um, This This confuses a lot of foreigners. I know I work with a Russian uh, woman, and she's so confused by this. So a lot of uh, Californians, but I think Americans do in general. uh, But uh, it's definitely something you'll hear in California. When they go, yeah, no. Like, no. No. (laughs) No as in N-O or K-N-O-W. N-O. Like, yeah, no. Yeah, no. All right, so. No. That means no. It's the Californian pussies who just can't say no outright. Like, they they just can't say no, but they want to soften the blow of the no with Exactly. So they'll be like, you'll you'll ask them, like, hey, do you think you could probably work, you know, cover this shift on Saturday? Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No. Uh, actually, no. no, I got I got something going on. But then some people say, like, if you're in agreement with someone, you'd be like, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's yeah, no equals no. No, yeah equals I'm actually in agreement with you. Is it just you guys, like, having to remind yourself that two options exist or what's going on there? I don't tend to say that as much, but yeah, I, no. do, I do hear that a lot, and it's definitely a big LA thing. Are you guys apologizers, like we are in Britain? Like, and actually, I did notice this the other day, because I was in, uh, when I was in the Grove, I am now addicted to Bob's iced coffee from the Grove, that's how Californian I am at the minute, so I'm taking myself down there, any chance I get to get an iced coffee from Bob's, only You do $3. like iced coffee. It's from, only $3. At the $3. Grove, the farmer's market. It's free fucking dollars, but I like nearly walked into somebody, and I went, pardon? And they looked at me, and I was like, "Do you guys say pardon? You must know what pardon I, means." I say pardon me. Yeah. Well, I just said pardon. Oh, I'm, like, I'm pardon. always like, or I'll say excuse me or pardon me. I've always, but I've always said that. Yeah. So you do kid. know, but the way but they looked think, at me, I don't think they say pardon here. All right. No, I'm going to keep it up. Sure. It's like very that. Queens. Pardon. Um, a lot of they say uh, legit, like that's legit. Yeah. Okay. Like that means like real, not fake. Um, for sure, uh, equals definitely. I say that. For sure. Or for real. That's very I like how you're mansplaining all these very simple terms to me. Like I don't know what legit would mean. Well, no, but you might not know. uh, You might not know some of these other ones. They're not as like, see, the difference with British slang and American slang is that all our slang is very like has 20 different meanings. Whereas all of this is just like, yeah, for real. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) I think California slang, though, like dude. Dead. Dude can mean several things depending on your inflection. So, dude can be like a gender neutral term of endearment. It's like cunt in hey, Britain. Dude, dude. Or hey, cunt. Dude could be like, dude. Cunt. For real? Dude? Like, it, it's the way you say it. Um, they say amped here. I'm totally amped for this yeah. fucking concert at the bowl tonight, guys. Amped. Um, or I like, yeah, I had to put her on blast. <laughs> You're gonna get canceled with that behavior, D. Simon. Yeah, you know, I had to put her on blast yesterday. She was totally out of line, dude. <laughs> For real. Um, a lot, a lot of people still say that's dope or dope. Dope's a good one. Dope, I like that. Um, or sick. 
Like that person's a sick guitarist. Yeah, yeah. Did I they like say that in the, in the UK? Sick definitely existed in Cumbria. It was totally there. We say awesome a lot as well, but awesome is very regional in Cumbria because I know, and Gina will confirm this, that awesome, once you get past the Eden line, everyone says awesome. But once you go below the Eden line in Cumbria, nobody says awesome. I don't really hear people saying awesome anymore here. I always say awesome. I'd be like, awesome. Thank you so much for sending me that link. That's great. Fabulous. Brilliant. I think they would awesome. say rad. I'm going to keep saying awesome. Yeah. I mean, I think that works. One thing I, I say this one, and it's definitely a California thing, is gnarly. Gnarly? I say gnarly too. Gnarl. Yeah. Or some, some, <laughs> gnarl. you say gnarls. That's gnarls, man. <laughs> That's gnarls, dude. I can't wait to go to the beach one day, like to Santa Monica, and meet a real like... Matthew McConaughey, like, like, like California type. surfer bro. Yeah, yeah, dude. I actually did see some skater kids on Melrose the other day, but none of them were talking. But they were in the outfits, so, like you know, on Clueless when she's at school, and all the kid, the kids are coming towards her, and she's like, "Oh my god, as if I would date one of them." And they're all in their baggy clothes, carrying their skateboards, and they look dirty. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly that. what it was like. I was Cher Horowitz at that moment in time. <laughs> well, I, th- I find it funny, like hearing you and your like proper British accent, being like, "Dude, that's bomb. <laughs> put on blast." <laughs> I'll do that tonight in the restaurant. <laughs> Don't make and me put you on blast. Then counters. there's the whole um, WeHo, NoHo. And like West the, Hollywood, North Hollywood. I've kind of learned some of that from that Los Angeles group I'm in. And it's like, it is okay to say SoCal, but it isn't okay to say SoCal. And it's not okay to say NorCal and stuff like that. There's like funny rules. One thing you can never say is Callie. People don't like that, but no. I think Callie's a great dog name. Well, Callie's a good dog name, but you can't say, yeah, I just moved to Callie. People would be like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, and you can't really... Or Frisco. Frisco, yeah, and you can't really... You can say NorCal for North California, but you can't really say SoCal. It's the new one. People get a bit like... You're a bit like try-hardy. I haven't heard that. I've heard people say like... Because there'll be like the differences between... I usually just say Northern California or Southern California, but I've I've heard people say NorCal and SoCal. The other thing they do down here, which they don't do as much in the North, is there's a the, like a T-H-E before every freeway, like the 101. Or taking the five. Right. Which they don't do that in NorCal. Like as often. You would just say, yeah, I took uh, 101 to wherever. You know, to San Jose. They would say the 101. That's I'm not ready for here. car chat yet. That's a, long, that's a little bit weird. You'll be way. picking that up. And then you got to like pronounce all those weird neighborhood or, you know, uh, boulevards like oh, Sepulveda. stupid. Yeah. It's an, you know? And I just cannot do the Latin languages. What I hate is it's, it's Los Angeles. Los Angeles. So why is it Los Feliz? Why? Yeah, I don't know. Los Feliz too. And it's not even, that's not even, that's not even the proper way to pronounce it. It should be Los Feliz. I'm not saying that. I'm white. But that, but I mean, that's the way you pronounce it. So you should say Los Angeles if you're pronouncing it actually like a, like in Spanish. As if I ever would. And also there's other stupid roads here like Orange. And I took a left down Orange. Who names a road Orange? I got Larry on Orange. Uh, hello. <laughs> but, there, you know, there's a couple things that you'll need to do to become a real Angelina. Like, if you want to fit in here, one, you need to learn how to drive. Yeah, that's, that's in my future. And two, you're going to have to get some cosmetic surgery. Oh, what, to match all the cosmetic surgery? Actually, I was about to say, to match what you've had, but you have had cosmetic surgery. I have had cosmetic surgery. Actually, I've had a very uh, common kind of You've uh, probably had the most surgery. famous. Uh, actually, it's not the most famous. The most famous is Botox. Oh, is yeah. it? Okay, I but, see. But uh, rhinoplasty is definitely something that's very common here. 
Yeah. Especially amongst all those Beverly Hills Jews. Yeah. So, yeah. It. I've had but no close That's the thing. Surgery. I mean, I think your goal should be to become one of those plastic surgery disasters <laughs> that you see sipping a cappuccino on Rodeo through their cartoonishly inflated lips and their expressionless Botox faces. Claudia would love that for me. <laughs> have, you, have you ever thought about getting plastic surgery? Well, like I'm not the type of person who looks down on other people who get a plastic surgery. I find it fascinating. But I, when I was younger, I was thought I would get a nose job on my fat nose. But it's my like... I've saw like pictures of my great granddad and we all have the same nose. So I'm like, do you know what? If they can put up with their life with their fat Nordic nose, then so can I. Yeah. But were you ever like, were you ashamed? Were you insecure about your nose? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when I was younger, because I have a fat nose. It's (laughs) this might be considered racist, but my younger brother always used to say it's somebody fucked a slave. That's terrible. Are you saying you have like an African type nose? Well, no, because we definitely had slaves while we were in India. My family was in India for like five generations. Yeah, maybe. And one of them might have gotten busy with a slave. And maybe that, yeah, I mean, that could be in your ancestry. My younger brother says this, not me. I'm pointing that out. (laughs) You know, I never, I always wanted to get uh, rhinoplasty on my nose because I got the Jewish, I had like such a huge Jewish nose. You had the Carlo Gambino nose. Kind of, it was more of like a Jewish schnoz. Like my grandfather had the big Russian schnoz and I was definitely very self-conscious about it. And, but the rabbi was just like, no way. Like, well, he's no, cheap. I'm never going to pay like 10 grand for you to get this done. I think it was at least 10 grand, maybe 12 grand. And my mother was just like, oh, you should enjoy it. It's very masculine. What did she call it? I'm trying to think of the name. There was a, an aquiline nose. Oh, see, I love that. As somebody, a with term, a, yeah. as somebody with a spread out fat nose like Jimmy Pop, I always admire big, strong, defined Roman but noses. It, but it was like a beak. And I, I just did not like it. Plus, I don't think it really it matched with my face. But you like grow it, into your nose. I think you do grow you into it. You definitely grow into them. And I, I think I would have been, you know, yeah, I think I would have looked a lot more Jewy with a nose like that. But anyway, as luck would have it, um, yeah, yeah, we played no pads Look. football and uh, I got no pants. pads. Oh, no pads. pads. No pants football is I've definitely seen that part. Sure Steel plays that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got a, I got like a knee to the face. My nose is crushed and deformed. And uh, yeah, my my dad's doctor was like, I could fix that for you if you'd like, because I'm gonna have to straighten it anyway. And so he's like, I'll just shave off the top. And I was like, Ugh. fuck, yeah. It was actually really, you know, I, was, I mean, it's invasive surgery. I had to go under for it, um, like a general anesthesia. But it was like recovery period. It was like two weeks. I did it like between, um, it was a Christmas break before my uh, junior year, I think. So you were basically, remember like when you went away for summer holidays and then you would come back and there would be that one girl in your year who just suddenly grew tits over the summer and then all the boys are talking about her. So did you come back with like full of swagger because you had a new nose? Uh, You know, I actually had jaw surgery too. Oh, so you came back really handsome. Yeah. So I had nose surgery and nose surgery in December. And then that summer I had to have jaw surgery. Oh, so were you just like the hottest Jew in, in the school? No, but I definitely looked different. I definitely got laid my senior year which I never did before. See, there so, you go. It worked yeah. for you. But I mean, I think, you know, obviously I think with the, the jaw surgery was also covered by insurance because my, my teeth were so fucked. You had the British teeth. Yeah. Like my, and my jaw was so misaligned that it was like cutting into my gums. You were a creature. I was really, <laughs> I mean, I, I should find an old picture of me. I definitely look like some kind of like monstrous, like 
monstrous Jewish creature. I do always say this. Um, it's early to ripe, early to rot. If you are super hot when you're 15, 16, 17, well, guess what? By the time you're 40, you're done. And I think that's poetic justice, personally. I personally think the same. I'm like a swan, a Jewish swan. <laughs> I was a black swan. I didn't even start <laughs> feeling like I was any what vaguely attractive until I was about 25. Okay, Rambo, this is the land of plastic surgery down here. And according to the American Society of Plastic Surgeons, ASPS, around 16 million cosmetic surgeries are performed in the U.S. every year. And so while women account for 92% of these surgeries, the number of men looking for plastic surgery continues to increase. That's a lot of women getting plastic surgery. That's a lot. Uh, The top procedures are Botox. A lot of people get that done. Uh, Fillers. Um, actually, I would say almost every woman I know here gets Botox or fillers. I've not had either done. And also, Botox is used for m- medical purposes as well. Like, it's not just to make you look youthful. Well, wrinkle. It prevents wrinkles and aging. Stephanie gets it done, my sister. Yeah, but it's not just for that. It has medical purposes. Like, if you've got Bell's palsy, it helps with all of that. Yeah, and stops it can. you sweating I think, and stuff But I like think that. most people get it done just because of the anti-wrinkling. Do. Yes. Um, fillers, smoothing out the, uh, the skin or, or adding plumpness to your lips. A buttock augmentation. Is that still popular? Very popular here. Are they still? Oh. Breast augmentation and fat transfer. Like they'll take fat from your ass, put it in your tits. I have always heard, and I have actually been told by people who've had liposuction or done that, that when you have liposuction on like those fatty areas, when you start putting the fat back on, it won't go in that area or go to weird places on your body like your shoulders. you just look all like... You look like like a, a Bob's Burger type character. Yeah, so that put me off ever wanting to get liposuction or anything like that. Rhinoplasty, that's uh, that that's uh, surgery on your nose. Uh, Laser assisted liposuction is very popular here. They like blast the fat. Yeah, I don't know if I'm down for that. I think they it's also freeze wrong. the fat and cut it off. Oh, that's oh, that's no, that's mutilation. Keep your fat. What's wrong with it? You need fat. A rhytidectomy, which is a facelift, and a blepharoplasty, which is the eye job. Oh, where they make your eyes look snatched in Asia. <laughs> no, I mean, they, they do that. They, they can do that, like remove the slant of your eye. But Oh, no, I know they do that. It's mostly like people with bags under their eyes. They like oh. cut that off. Oh, and make okay. it, and it, it makes you look younger. That'll be And option. then uh, uh, an abdominoplasty, very popular as well. Oh, is that a tummy tuck? Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I've been thinking of getting one for Caliban. I was like in my younger years, I was like, I could, I would totally get a tummy tuck. But now I'm just like, I'm just older. I don't care as much. Well, plastic surgery is a rite of passage here in LA. So for every man, woman, and child, and some pets. That's why I was talking about Caliban. Oh. He could use one, I think. And in fact, not only are able-bodied men, women, children, and pets getting plastic surgery, but there's a growing trend of parents paying for cosmetic surgery for their Down syndrome children to make them look more normal. And that's the subject of this week's show, along with other bizarre and superfluous uh, forms of plastic surgery that really shouldn't exist. But before we get into that, let's chat about something a bit more retarded than getting plastic surgery for your Down syndrome kid, the sick and wrong patron. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> you know, I say this every week, but I mean it. We could use your help. Uh, we, we ask you to help us keep this show going. If you like what we do, if you like this show, then just uh, throw us a couple bucks. Just sign up for the Sick and Wrong Patreon, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, and just help us keep it sick and wrong. It's only a few bucks a month, $5 a month. You get access to Sick and Wrong's second show. Uh, this week on second show, uh, we get into uh, Kate adapting to life here in L.A. 
Um, our futile apartment search. <laughs> it's been rough. Um, dinner at the Smokehouse, though. That was cool. Oh, that was so cool. We talked about the Smokehouse in the Barbara Graham episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really cool. And then we went and saw plosives afterwards, which is... Yeah, saw uh, Swami. Yeah, Rocket from the Crypt. Uh, well, the members of Rocket from the Crypt's new band. Um, and then we also go into do an article about the twisted marriage, uh, like orgy drug-filled marriage of Tatiana Remley, who's a uh, Russian equestrian accused of a murder plot. She's a, a Russian equestrian. She's a yeah. horse. No, she's a, she rides horses. She's oh, an equestrian. equestrian. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, the story's got everything. Stripper orgies, drugs, fainting goats. Uh, yeah. yeah, every story needs a fainting goat as it's far as good, I'm it's concerned. It's a good one. That's only five bucks a month. You get access to Sick and Wrong Second Show on Patreon, as well as access to the official Sick and Wrong Discord. Uh, but you can also support uh, the show over on Apple Podcasts. Just subscribe to the second show there. A couple different ways here to support us. And for a few dollars more, you get access to Sick and Wrong Overkill, um, Serial Killer Star Signs, as well as Sick and Wrong Archives, which is the first 10 years on SoundCloud Playlist. All that's available on the Patreon at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Let me play this quick promo, and then uh, let's chat about gratuitous plastic surgery. Do you need more sick and wrong in your life? Do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Okay, Rambo, there's been a boom in plastic surgery since the pandemic. Before we get into this, I just want to say if you thought my slave comment was offensive, I'm not going to come across well in this episode. <laughs> well, I think people are used to it by now. I, I would hope so. So if you're a new listener, I'm really sorry. Please just, just maybe go back and warm up to me. I'm like an oven. You have to warm me up. <laughs> just bear with us, people. So there's been a boom in plastic surgery since the pandemic. Uh, which I thought was kind of odd at first, but it does make sense. You know, hours spent in uh, on at Zoom. Home. Well, at home, but also in video conferencing uh, software like Zoom have made people like feel a bit worse about their looks because you're constantly looking at yourself in a camera. And so I think, you know, there's been a new report that suggests like the prevalence of video conferencing since the pandemic has uh, been linked to an uptick in uh, interest in plastic surgery over the past 18 months or so. So more than three quarters of U.S. plastic surgeons say that their services are now in higher demand than before the pandemic. Um, of that group, 23% said business had doubled, while 47% said they were seeing slightly more demand. Okay. Which is kind of interesting. Um, so they did this survey among 300 uh, ASPS members, and uh, 40% of the surgeons pointed to the fact that patients aren't traveling as much being that people have more time to recover from surgeries. So if you're working from home, you can get something done, just don't turn your camera on. Yeah. And so you're saving money there, and you could direct that money you know, that you would have spent on vacations to cosmetic procedures. Um, in addition, uh, 40% of patients said they'd pay anything to feel good and more confident during the pandemic. 
because they're already depressed. And yeah, and, and people put on weight and stuff. But you know, if you just want to feel better about yourself and not spend money, just don't turn your camera on. There you go. I've saved you some money. Well, I think there's some politics with that. Like I know at, at, at my office, like if you're doing a remote call, if you have your camera off, it's considered rude. Oh, whatever. I'd be rude. What I if mean, you didn't want to wear makeup that day? They say no makeup Friday. So Friday's Fuck the off. only day that people have their cameras off. You know that scene in Batman where the, <laughs> where the Joker has laced all the uh, makeup and you see the news anchors getting worse and worse and worse looking? That's every Friday in your office now. <laughs> That's it. Well, I, I always say, like, if you're going to have a fucking meeting at like 8.30, you shouldn't have a camera on. That's too early. Yeah, it should be like a no cameras till midday yeah, rule. exactly. Let people wake up. Um, there's been a trend of people seeking procedures because they gained weight during the pandemic or uh, perceived signs of aging from the stress of living through the crisis. I get that as well. Which yeah. I, I think that makes sense too. Um, also, the, the big thing is people spent time scrutinizing their own appearance during these Zoom meetings. They call it Zoom dysmorphia. I don't know if I'm like super vain, but I do sometimes in Zoom find it hard to look at the other people because I'm just looking at myself. Well, you know what's funny in Zoom? There's a setting if you go in and edit your uh, camera settings where you can like brighten up your appearance. And, yeah. Like, it it kind of tones your skin. It removes darkness. and sh- So sometimes you'll look at that and I'm like, I've seen you in person. You have acne scars all over your face. Why does, why does your skin look so smooth? It's a filter. It's totally a filter, and they do this. But self-pointing cameras, you know, you're looking at the camera, you know, staring, you're staring at your face in the camera. It distorts your appearance. Um, it could highlight facial ap- attributes that you never really would have thought about. You know, it, it, you know, it, it definitely accentuates certain things about your face you probably didn't, weren't aware of previously. Like fat noses. Fat noses, uh, double chins, mm-hmm. you know, a great, great, you know, bags under your eyes and things like that. Um, I always think when, I, when I'm in a meeting with someone and they got like gray bags under their eyes, I'm like, you're just like me. Jewish. You're up drinking all night. <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> Going to bed at two in the morning, just dreading having to come to this place. <laughs> I feel a kinship with you or you're Jewish. Um, but there's been a lot of new trends since the, you know, since the pandemic in uh, plastic surgery procedures. One is the, uh, you know, the increase in interest from men. You know, it's always been women who have sought out plastic surgery for yeah, decades. W- yeah, and I but, wonder why that is. Well, obviously, it's because men. It's because <laughs> uh, we live in so Thank but you. But other women, though, too, are oh, very women are critical. Bitches. Yeah, yeah, women are bitches. Other women, you know, women's appearances. I think it's getting a bit better now, though, but definitely... Uh, women have always been our own worst enemy. But men have started seeking out plastic surgery over the past like 10 to 15 years. About time, you goes. <laughs> well, some of the more popular uh, forms of uh, plastic surgery in uh, 2023 and 2022 is buccal fat removal. Yeah, that's been a huge one, hasn't it? That's a weird one. Yeah. It's like... I- it makes you look almost like more like a like a skeletal Halloween decoration. I feel like I am, uh, I must say, hashtag blessed because I do have really high cheekbones. So I actually don't carry like much weight in my face. But I would never be like, suck fat on my face. Like, just leave it. it you know, I, I don't get it either. And I think it's completely unnecessary. And I think sometimes it makes you kind of be like, I want to look like I have anorexia. Yeah, yeah. It's a, You can also just contour, contour that away with makeup. It's like really easy to give yourself cheekbones and makeup. And also, again, you're saving lots of money. 
Or maybe stop eating so many Twinkies. Never. <laughs> I want a Twinkie. Now. But I mean, that's the thing, though. It's your face. And I think it, it, when you take out the buccal fat, it makes you age. Uh, or at least appear that you've aged uh, more than Definitely. you normally would. I always say that. I think everybody should carry a little bit of weight on them because it does like fill out your wrinkles and well, make you look. I think it's a sign of youth, though. It is a sign of youth. fat and like, you know, fuller cheekbones. Uh, but what they do is they, uh, they, they call it a cheek reduction. And it's a procedure that slims the fat pads in the cheeks to reveal more of a defined cheekbone. Contour. Just use makeup. I mean, it's, it's you know, patients who think they have chipmunk cheeks want to look more like, you know, have more of like a defined, um, you know, defined like, I guess when you look at models and you get these, right. these people, they have like, you know, perfectly sculpted cheekbones. But models make up like 2% of the whole entire population. Personally, I think round, fuller chipmunk cheeks are super cute, especially on a girl. Super cute. I think so too. I just think this is a completely unnecessary procedure, but... Uh, this doctor, Brent Mulliken here, a certified plastic surgeon in Beverly Hills, he said he performs this surgery at least six times a month. Oh, shit. That's a it's lot. It's very popular. Um, this is another popular one, forehead reduction. Do you know what? I have a five head, and sometimes I've thought I would like to have a smaller forehead. Do you know who else had a huge forehead? Well, two other people who have huge foreheads. Marilyn Monroe and Rita Hayworth. They probably oh, have six really? heads. Yeah, did they. Wait, did they get a, a hairline lowering? Both of them did. And when you look at the old pictures of them, you're like, holy shit, yeah, and you've still got a big forehead now. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> Didn't Harrison get a hairline lowering? It, technically, he did. <laughs> he actually had a hair transplant. I know, but that's, isn't that another term for hairline lowering? <laughs> well, this is a surgical procedure where they reduce the vertical width of the forehead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they... Um, Gruesome. <laughs> so they cut out, like they make a small incision along the hairline itself. And then they remove excess skin and they pull the hairline lower. And the scar caused by the incision is usually hidden in the hairline. So it's actually, you know, most of the time you can't even really tell. I think what Harrison had is he had a receding hairline. So they took hair from the back of his head and then put it on the front. I think that's what they do with hair transplants. Yeah, Yeah, and it takes hours. Again, like you can also fake hairlines with makeup. And if you really hate your your hairlines, if you like, because I have a big forehead, I have a five head. Well, you know what? I know I can also just like cut in a fringe slash bangs. And guess what? My big five head is hidden for free. Use a Sharpie. Draw in hair with a Sharpie. I think it looks fine. (laughs) Um, This is popular. Eyebrow transplants. Oh, so like, because you have a sparse eyebrow, considering how kind voluminous of eyebrows. your hair is, you could maybe get that. Well, I think my eyebrows are kind of light too, so they look sparser than they actually are. Um, but yeah, it's a very popular procedure. During a transplant, the surgeon takes hair from the donor site, like the back of the head Ew. or your taint, and then transplants it to the brow area. And so once the desired brow shape has been created, the hair will begin to grow as it did in its original location. But then it'll grow super long like your head hair. Well, just... regular trimming is needed. Ew! <laughs> this is Again, usually... makeup! And you can get permanent eyebrows tattooed on if they worry you so badly. Microblading. Well, I think it's overplucking of the eyebrows. Yeah, but you can get your eyebrows microbladed on, which is like pretty permanent. I think they last for a really long time. You know, another state uh, that that plastic surgery is very popular in is uh, Florida, and in particular, the city of Miami. They have the most plastic surgeons per capita. That makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, Jeffrey Epstein, a doctor there, said he performs three to four eyebrow transplants a week. What was this guy's name again? 
Dr. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> he takes the women to this island <laughs> and then he transplants his uh, eyebrows and, uh, he and transplant- some of his semen. Yeah, his semen in- <laughs> inside of them. <laughs> A lot of men get this surgery. Very popular amongst the men's. Otoplasty, which is ear surgery. It surgically moves the ears closer to the head and permanently corrects protruding ears making them more proportionate with the face. Do you know what? I, again, I think sticky out ears, especially on a girl, are kind of cute. Yeah, but on men? Even on a man. Like, but, it's not something where I'd be like, oh my God, your ears stick out. Like, uh, I'm sure you're going to get bullied in school and people will call you Dumbo and all of that. But if anything, you should just be like, fuck you. I'm going to rock my sticky out ears the rest of my life. I've always wanted to make them pointy. Or like an elf. I do have one pointy <laughs> ear. You kind of do. I do have one very elven ear. This ear procedure is like, uh, it's local anesthesia. You're in the office and they just kind of go in and chop it up, slice it open, stick it closer to your ear and you're done. Takes about two weeks to recover. No, I like a sticky out ear. Uh, This is a popular one amongst both men and women, an umbilicoplasty. Oh, is that for your outie belly buttons? Right, I will will chime in here and say that outie belly buttons are fucking disgusting (laughs) and they should be cut off. Wait, why why do you like why do you hate outies? I am an innie and I believe there are two types of people in this world. There's an innie and an outie. And if you have an outie and you're listening to this, I'm really sorry, but like if you show me your belly button, I might puke. A lot of people desire an almost perfect innie. Yeah, we do. You know? Thank you. And there's reasons you can get it. Uh, like loose skin, hernias, post-pregnancy um, causes outies. Oh, does it? I didn't yeah, know Yeah, so a lot of people get the umbilical reconstruction to change the shape of the <laughs> belly button. Oh, don't, don't you just hate it when people play with your belly button? It makes uh, you feel sick. I think it's so gross. <laughs> yeah. I think it's even grosser when I pull out like chunks of like sediment that's been in my belly button for like weeks. Really? That happens to you? Yeah, and it tastes weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very, not, not many women get this surgery done, but there's been a lot of men who have been, uh, who have been considering getting this. In fact, one in 10, Men's Health said, there's a study in Men's Health said one in 10, 16 to 24-year-old males have considered getting leg lengthening surgery. I know somebody who got leg lengthening surgery, though. Yeah, but you've told me that. That, that guy's a dwarf. He would have been technically a dwarf, and it brought him to like one inch over being a dwarf. So I can understand that. If people do leg lengthening surgery when you have like, you know, dwarven legs that are kind of like <laughs> dwarven, is well, that? You know, like when they're splayed, <laughs> sort of, you know what I'm talking about? And they straighten them. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's a real medical procedure, and it's excruciating. It is excruciating, but I can understand getting it in that situation. What I'm talking about is guys who are 5'7 that want to be 5'11. Really? Yeah. Wow. Then these dudes are like 16 to 24 and they because they've been on like tinder and they see that girls are like if you're under six foot you know swipe right fuck those girls or swipe left i always forget but anyway yeah but i think it's like you know there's a stigma attached to being a short man whereas i'm a short king you are I a short it. king i own it but why would you go through such arduous like painful surgery to get three inches added to your height are you that self-conscious? Are you that insecure? Yeah, and if you're wanting to pull the chicks who are like, I only want a six-foot man, well, those chicks are assholes, and you don't want to be with them anyways because like, all they care about is like the length of your legs. It's ridiculous. Well, this extreme operation can cause you to grow between three to six inches and can set you back nearly $80,000. Fuck off, really? Yeah, and it's growing in popularity. Um, 
so it, what they do is they lengthen the bones in the arms or legs. And mm. it's a gradual process so that the bones and soft tissue, skin, muscles, nerves, et cetera, slowly increase in length over time. Um, so with leg lengthening, this is going to be gnarly. <laughs> Typically, the tibia bones cut straight across and a fixator brace device is attached. Uh, that has a bar that's twisted every day very slowly. <gasps> So that the two sides of the tibia are pulled apart. Bone is then created in the space between, hence the added length. The whole process can take months to a year. It's amazing what the human body can do. You're twisting it. You're like twisting a little knob. Like, I guess it's kind of similar to the pain of like, you had braces. You know, when you go and get your braces tightened and then your whole face is basically on fire for that whole day. Oh, like that's all I can kind of connect the pain to, but like to do that out of vanity reasons, I think you're a fucking moron. So my teeth are so fucked up. I had a so I had braces from eighth grade till like my freshman year of college. Oh, so what is that from like thirteen to nineteen? Yeah, thirteen to eighteen. Yeah, Thir- eighteen or nineteen. I think I was nineteen when I finally got them off. I was similar. I was twelve to fifteen, but I've got a permanent retainer still. Yeah, but that's that's normal though. Three years is actually pretty normal for braces my teeth were jacked and so the top my maxilla my my upper jaw was smaller than my my mandible my lower jaw and so what they had to do is they had to put this device that was kind of like you know you'd have to twist it to to push out the right. jaw so it got to the point where it was pushed out so so far that i could fit a peanut m&m in between my two front teeth and this is when, what began your smoothie diet Close to it, actually. You know, when I had jaw surgery, I had my jaw wire shut for two months. That's when I had to have smoothies. I would kind of like that right now to drop some of the fish and chip weight that I yeah, accumulated. You, you, you stop eating everything. But if you drink, you can die because you can't puke. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. No, I smoked I don't, a lot of weed. I don't want it. And my mom got like, she, she got a little carried away with it. I remember she's just like... David, I made you a tuna noodle casserole in a blender. Yeah, I was, <laughs> it was just uh, like uh, for real. <laughs> like, I'm not going to eat this. Just give me a carnation instant breakfast. I'm good. Yeah, I would never eat again. Um, so the struggles for for short men in the dating world are, are well documented. I mean, to improve their odds of matching with people, men usually lie about their height on dating apps. Why? Because as soon as you meet up, the chicks are gonna. If the chicks are fucking heightest. They're going to be like, mm, sorry. Well, girls just like swipe left. I think they'll deal with it, but they'll be, you could, I've seen the disappointment in their faces when I what, meet them when at you the bar. <laughs> no, because I'll be, I'll be at the bar and I'll be sitting on a chair and then they, you know, and then I like get off the chair to, you know, to shake their hand or, or give them a hug. And they're just like, there's an episode of sex in the city about this where she meets this like um hot older man at the bar and then he gets off the stool and he's literally a midget but she ends up banging him (laughs) well that's that's where the uh personality comes in exactly funny gets the funny um there was a last uh april tinder uh had an april fool's joke about verifying height (laughs) and all the men's got really upset (laughs) i bet they did (laughs) But height's an advantage, even in the workplace. Taller men are more likely to to end up as CEOs. Short men are less likely to get access to those type of career opportunities. Short men are mocked on social media. Believe me, I know this. Short man syndrome is a thing. Would you ever see the short man that was waiting for his bagel in Long Island? I did. And he was mocked. Well, he had short man syndrome. If you're going to be a short man, don't have that aggressive. It's kind of like a little dog will bark really loudly, whereas the cool Great Dane is like really chill. 
Like, you know, stop it, short men. You don't have to be so aggressive. I could feel his pain, Kate Rambo. <laughs> um, some research suggests that shorter men are more likely to be depressed. Because they're understood. short. But there's a lot of women. There's loads of women who go for personality over height, like you. Yeah. You know, and they say that actually height doesn't even come into things when they're considering a partner. Yeah, it never has done for me. I've dated people my own height, and I'm pretty short. But those are women who don't want to breed. Well, also, if we're looking at it from like a caveman type of situation, then we have to be like, yeah, the taller man can run for longer, can like probably go and gather more food, whereas the shorter man probably... reach higher. Yeah, he can reach the fucking coconuts out the palm trees for us, whereas like, you know, we probably, the shorter ladies couldn't. But it's like how men will be like, oh, I want my women to be really fucking curvy and have like red lips, because to them it's like, you're going to give me good eggs. Well, according to a 2018 study... Men like being taller than their partners, but they didn't really care about the height difference as much as women do. Yeah, I think it's like how women really like a a deep voice as well. It's like something within us, pheromonally. The average man prefers a woman three inches shorter than him, and the average woman would choose a man eight inches taller than her. Eight? That's crazy. I don't think I've ever had a boyfriend who's eight inches taller than me. Isn't that crazy? That's Well, I suppose six foot... I suppose that's probably the height, the tallest boyfriend I've had is probably six foot. Yeah, it's odd. So it's quite a, quite a disparity. Uh, male liposuction is very popular these days. It's trending in popularity in 2023. Uh, usually they get uh, removal of fat from the lower abdomen and love handles area. Uh, but they also get fat removed from their chest and backs and shoulders. This is because of the fitness industry, because now everybody has to be beefcake jacked. It's so it's such a trend at the minute. They want to get a sculpted and toned yeah. physique. They even do that with their with their abs. Yeah, so yeah. They get a six pack. Again, you can also just use makeup to do all of that. Another one I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong is gynecomastia, corrective surgery, which a lot of men do. Male breast reduction. Oh, I thought that was going to be something to do with the vagina. This is the second most requested cosmetic surgery for men. Okay. Yeah. So usually it's, you know, I always thought women loved a man with soft pouting breasts, but apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) I think it depends on how bad it is. I mean, if I think everyone always thinks of meatloaf in Fight Club, and that is a real condition. And Ricardo Lopez, who, you know, tried to kill Bjork, he had that condition where he grew titties. But if I think if you don't have that condition, just like learn to love your titties. Yeah, but would you would you be more or less turned on by a man who had like, you know, C cups, but soft pouting C cups? Well, I mean, my ex was really barrel chested and he was fat, so he had titties. But were they could he have put them in a bra? Yeah, he could have. Well, that's all right. He he's a candidate for gynecomastia. No, I, no, he's just just a body type. Well, in order to achieve a smoother, more masculine chest, excessive fat around the breast is removed. I think it might look weird on some people. Well, how many of your exes had penile enhancement? <laughs> None of them, and that's why they're all my exes. <laughs> not yet. Hey! <laughs> um, you know, it's not possible, sorry guys, to completely alter the appearance of the penis. But there are non-surgical techniques that provide girth to the shaft. Uh, penile enhancement or penile enlargement is a kind of a relatively quick and non-invasive procedure. It takes only about 20 minutes and it gives patients more confidence in and out of the boudoir. Are you talking about a penis pump here? No, what they do is, uh, is they, um, the surgeon performs penile enlargement by injecting hyaluronic acid dermal fillers into the shaft and glands. All right. Yes. Yeah, so that's just like the same fillers you put in your face. Yeah. Yeah. 
And other than bruising and swelling, I mean, they're, the recovery process is pretty fast. And within a week, you can start having sex again. So does it make your dick grow? You know, they can, it... when it's flaccid, it looks longer. Well, what's the fucking point? Why do you want a bigger flaccid dick? You want a bigger, harder dick. Well, it's not going to do that. But it will make, with flaccid, it'll make it look, it'll make it look longer. And you could also make it look girthier. Like is wider. This, I would be intrigued to see if this is if the gays are getting this done or if it's for the straights. That's a good question. I'm not I'm not quite sure. Um, this other this next form of surgery very popular in Los Angeles. I think JoJo Kelly would have a wobbly if he found out his girlfriend did this. Labiaplasty. Yeah, I remember when this was a thing. It was around the bleached asshole time. People were getting this. It's done. on the rise in 2023 as women continue to look for the best and most effective ways to feel comfortable with their bodies. And it might be due to men, you know, pressure from men. But it's also they say women just have security insecurities, insecurities about the their private areas because they watch look at porn, porn and things like that. Yeah, and I think women do like place their standards to a porn, which is stupid. Boys shouldn't do it and women shouldn't do it. Some people are just born with that perfectly paper cut vagina, but the majority of us aren't. And we all have labia. And they feel like if they, they seek out this designer vagina, it's going to make them more secure and more comfortable with their body. I'm sure for some it does. You know, I think there's a larger issue. Like, I think you have body dysmorphia at that point. Yeah. Like, I don't know. The other thing too... So during the surgery, the physician uses a scalpel to cut away excess skin oh, from the folds of the vulva. Ugh. And uh, yeah, I mean, they call it the mommy makeover because your vagina after you... Um, oh yeah, after, after your you favorite pub burns out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, after you deliver a baby. But the extra skin's removed. And there are different techniques that they do. Uh, the trim method is they Ugh. usually just cut it and then stitch it up. And there's a wedge method, which a triangular wedge is removed. And the scars just kind of hidden. But patients typically typically go home the same day. It's not in hospital, you know, an in hospital operation. I, c- I couldn't imagine the pain of this. And plus, like, you're going to lose sensitivity. So is it going to be harder to come? Well, that's that's what I'm saying. It's like, don't fuck with your genitals. Yeah. Like, there's so many nerve endings. It's such a complex area of the body, <sighs> you know, that that gives you pleasure. So why would you do something that could potentially deaden that zone? Just to make it look pretty. Like to me, vaginas aren't meant to be pretty. Vaginas do just look like, you know, you know in Predator 2 when he takes the helmet off and he goes, <laughs> that's what a vagina looks like to me. And that's what they should look like. I, li- I like to think they look like a beautiful flower. <laughs> oh, shut up, Georgia O'Keefe. Go and paint another painting, Jesus. Um, you know... Like an Arby's roast beef sandwich. That's what Jojo wants. That is what he wants. Uh, other types of female genital cosmetic surgery include clitoral uh, uh, hood oh. reduction. No. They make the clit smaller. No. Uh, vaginoplasty, which is uh, tightens the walls of the vagina. Oh, that's what they do with the chicks who, yeah. That's like a controversial one as well. I'm not against that one. Um, <laughs> perineoplasty, which is a way to strengthen the perineum. Uh, you know, Ugh. you've heard if you've heard the term vaginal rejuvenation, but they say this is more of a marketing term, not a medical term. But it usually refers to tightening the walls of the vagina. Yeah, but I mean, like you can just do your Kegel exercises again for free. Just every time you're pissing, stop pissing and then start pissing again. There you go. I've saved you a lot of money and a lot of time and effort. <laughs> well, I can understand. I mean, if you've I'm had like four right kids, you know, you probably lose some elasticity down there. Yeah, but so it might again, need a little tightening up. Just do Kegel, and hopefully your husband isn't an asshole and expects that after four kids, your body will have changed. And if he doesn't, 
fucking dump him. Well, my attitude, there's always another hole. (laughs) There's at least three of a holes if you're creative enough. (laughs) So labiaplasty is actually on a sharp rise in the UK, especially since the pandemic. Oh, is this because of all the Essex chicks? It's like the new thing to go get done, yeah? You know, I don't know. uh, This UK surgeon, Paul Barnwell here, he said... There's no doubt that inquiries for labiaplast surgery are increasing, and we've seen a huge upswing since the pandemic. Uh, you know, increasing, it increases awareness due to media discussion and maybe more openness. Uh, but they say the rise in surgeries occurred across all age groups, even women in their 20s. Yeah. Remember when vajazzling was a thing? Did you ever sleep with a girl who had a vajazzle? Or was that just a British thing? That might have been a British thing. I've never noticed. I don't think I've ever seen that. Was a vajazzle when they put like little gemstones in their clitoris or something no no no. you would like completely shave your pubes and then you would get like an elaborate pattern gemstoned on it i never did it but it was such a vajazzle i never saw such that. A thing. yeah i, I always thought men don't like glitter girls like glitter so what what man would be like so super happy to pull down your pants and then see like oh my god you have a flower rhinestone there i mean i've never understood the whole thing of just shaving everything completely no i think it's like having sex with a child well yeah that's the thing i mean you look like uh, a minor yeah. Like I, I don't want, I'm not attracted to that, but um, they said nearly 19,000 labiaplasty procedures performed in 2021 in, in, uh, across the world, up 36% from 2020. Oh, wow. That is a big st- uh, increase. And it's a don't huge trend it. in the oh UK my as gosh. well. No. Another thing that's uh, become a bit of a trend in the UK is uh, plastic surgery for Down syndrome children. Right. This is where I might get offensive. Yeah. So the case of a. Uh, re- Relatively recent case, within the past like five years, there's a five-year-old British girl with Down syndrome who underwent plastic surgery three times, has uh, come under fire from disability uh, advocates. The parents, uh, Kim and David Bussey, from Pimlico in southwest London. Do you know where that is? Uh, Pim, oh, I can never say this. It's Pimlico. Pimlico. Yeah. Pimlico. Pimlico. I know it. That's uh, the tube stop. It's an all right area. Well, they chose to alter their daughter's protruding tongue, slanty skin around her eyes, and prominent ears to help her fit in with her with her peers in uh, in school. You know what would help her fit in with her peers in school is when your doctor tells you that you're having a Down syndrome kid. Is you say, "I will end this pregnancy then." That's how you help them fit in. <laughs> you don't, you don't do this and cause them? them unnecessary pain throughout their life and then make them very paranoid and well aware that they look different. Well, what if you didn't know? What if the, uh, the doctor's test was wrong? I think the doctors are pretty good at <laughs> knowing you're going to have a Down syndrome kid I'm nowadays. sure there's a margin of error. Well, do you know what? Drop that kid off at the orphanage and let somebody else look after them then. <laughs> you're harsh. Um... <laughs> Miss Bussy here, the mother, said, we live in a society that judge people by the way they look. Society's not going to change overnight. So my child has to fit into society rather than society fitting into the way she is. What a cunt. What a cunty thing to say. It's just like everyone can look the way they want to look. We don't have to all look like cookie-cutter versions of each other. You have a Down syndrome kid. So what? If she's happy, she's in ignorance about it. And now you're putting problems onto this child who already has a lot of problems she's a cunt well the fact of the matter is i mean this child's five like she couldn't even make that decision for herself and she will never get to an age or iq where she could ever make that decision for herself anyway well there are some high functioning downers how how high functioning 80 to 90 iq right 
the average German shepherd has an IQ of 80. If my German shepherd dog came up to me and said, woo, 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 I wouldn't go, oh, what's that? What's that, Baxter? Do you want to have ear surgery? Well, off we go. Right? Well, she said that people who criticize us are usually people who don't have Down, Down syndrome kids of their own. I want to give my child a helping hand to get an edge on in life. What kind of what? edge are you giving her? Like, there's no medical benefits from this surgery. You're basically, basically masquerading this child as a normal child when, in fact, the kid is, you know, disabled mentally. So she's still going to be retarded. <laughs> I mean, no, it's, that's a thing. She still I mean, has she the IQ of a German like shepherd. Yeah. But what they're doing, I think, is, re- is really bad. It's like, just let your kid live their life. Like, there's no reason to do this. If another five-year-old, an able-bodied five-year-old said, Mommy, I want a nose job. You would never let that happen. So this shouldn't have happened. Well, another London couple, Chelsea and Lawrence Kerwin, said they, they would consider plastic surgery for their toddler daughter, Ophelia, if she was unfairly judged on her appearance in the future. Uh, Mr. Kerwin here is a renowned plastic surgeon. And he said the procedures, you know, are not invasive. I mean, it would... Uh, correct her eyes. You know, her eyes are a little too far apart. They make them a little closer together. Flatten out her nasal bridge. Um, thin out her lips. Uh, correct the tongue that's sticking out. You Ugh. know, I guess apparently that's, that's uh, not a very attractive thing. You'd think that's, you know, if you have a Down syndrome kid, you'd want that. <laughs> well, you of, would. What? No, it's part of the pedigree. <laughs> it is part of the pedigree. Oh my God. I thought I was going to be the one saying the bad stuff. I'm just being honest here. So uh, Chelsea Kerwin said that plastic surgery could help her daughter be more accepted by society. It's a matter of self-esteem. If you're not happy with yourself, then why shouldn't you fix something? All I want is for Ophelia to be happy. No, all you want is for you You to to be be happy. happy. And also, nowadays, with all the hot downers that are all over TikTok and Instagram, your daughter could be super hot on those platforms, but because you've gone and had this invasive surgery, guess what? She just looks like everyone else now, so she can't be a hot retard on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) Now, that's offensive. It's true, Um, though. There's a lot of them in the minute. But that's the thing. It's, It's better to... Who gives a shit about society and the way they think? It's like, fuck them. Let's change the way they think. And let's like aim for a more inclusive society that accepts these type of disabilities and the difference in people. You know, I mean, this is, it's just part of the diversity, diversity of life. Like, I don't think you should be correcting this, like forcing your child to undergo surgery. No, because you wouldn't force other children to have unnecessary surgery just because like, oh, their eyes are too far apart. We're going to correct that. It's like... You don't do shit like that. Well, so far, only a small percentage of parents of children born with mongoloid features of Down syndrome (laughs) have opted for this controversial surgery. And only a few centers around the world would even perform this operation. Well, that's good to know that there's a lot of doctors who are like, this is fucked up and it's against Hippocratic Oath. Well, guess where they do perform the operation and has performed at least 100 of these procedures? L.A.? Israel. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, that came out of nowhere. My next bet would have been Turkey. Because, you know, that I know a lot of Brits. I know four of them now who've all gone over to Turkey to either get dental work done or plastic surgery. You know, Germany is where the surgery originated. Right. Is and it? Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Was it during World War II? And was the Dr. Mengele <laughs> the doctor in, who originated it? It was in chance? the 70s, but he probably had notes from Mengele. I bet he did. So Dr. Menachem Wexler... Uh, has performed almost 100 of these procedures, said that uh, plastic surgery is accepted for other children, so why not for uh, Down syndrome kids? How many daughters of pediatricians are denied rhinoplasty, no surgery? It's normal. 
Like, no, they all should be until you've at least like stopped growing. Like you shouldn't be doing plastic surgery on like an eight year old. I don't want an ugly kid. That's <laughs> <laughs> for Kachta nose. Yeah, you're being Meshuggah. <laughs> he gets the nose job. Dr. Alan Cronker here, the director of uh, the Children's Evaluation Clinic at the Boston Children's Hospital, said, no, there's a huge difference here. Uh, there's something sneaky about trying to get a child with another handicap, namely, you know, being Down syndrome, to pass by fixing his appearance. It's a different ethic. I agree. I totally agree with them. I think we need to see who they are. In, it's, it's sneaky and underhanded. It's yeah, it's kind of like being a spy, isn't it? It's like we should see them so that we can like either if you're me and steel, know that we can not eat in that establishment that day and we will go to another different cafe if they're all in there. You know what I mean? But if you go in there and then you're kind of looking at them and you're like, uh, mm, can't quite put my finger on it. And then halfway through your meal, you realize you're going to be sick. Well, but that's, I, I totally agree with that. And that's one of the things about Northern England. A lot of the men there <laughs> look like they could have Down syndrome. So, well, a lot of them do. Yeah. And you wouldn't know if they're getting surgery. So you've probably had many partners with Down syndrome. Oh, easily. I've definitely, especially your friend Claudia. Uh, <laughs> Me and Claudia both love a mong. <laughs> the majority of our chat is just mongs. I mean, we're kind of mongs ourselves. So proponents of the surgery say that if Down syndrome children look more normal, people might be less inclined to feel awkward in their presence. Well, I already feel awkward in their presence because it's, again, they have an IQ of 80. What am I meant to speak to about what? Are we going to start philosophizing about life and death? They die at the age of 40. Am I, am I meant to stand there and be like, you know, by the time you're 40, you're going to be dead. Well, Hopefully I won't. That is one thing about like, talk about the investment here. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, it's a short term investment. Yeah, it's like, you know, you're like, <laughs> you know, it's only going to you're, you're only paying for a few years. So, you know, why bother? Um, I think it's the parents vanity. It's completely that, the parents vanity. This. Um Marianne Witz Witzel here, the director of speech pathology at Toronto's Hospital for Sick Children, said, I think that anything that makes a child or parent happier is probably worth doing. Usually the child wants it, and several who come to mind say they're quite happy about it after the surgery. They say, Oh, the new face. Oh my god, D. Oh my god. <laughs> Fire truck. <laughs> now let me change that. <laughs> You gotta keep that in. Keep that in. <laughs> no. You gotta keep it in. Keep it in. You gotta keep it in. It's really funny. We've already said a lot of bad stuff. You gotta keep it in. Maybe. And several who come to mind say they're quite happy about it after surgery. They say, I have a new face. <laughs> no, they don't say it quite like that. <laughs> they probably do. No. But the question is. Is it ethical for parents to subject children with Down syndrome to purely cosmetic surgery that has no medical benefit for them whatsoever before they're even old enough to give any informed or, you know, considered assent? Well, they, like, can't, they can't ever do that because well, they only have an IQ of 80. They can basically learn to catch a ball, to bring you the ball and drop it and to go to their beds. <laughs> they can't. No, you there, know what I'm saying? They, there are some high-functioning Down syndrome people who could make this decision later in life. I don't think they understand the ramifications of what they're entailing and what they would do. 
I don't think they could ethically sign a form that said you might die during this surgery and understand the ramifications of it. So your friend Claudia, he <laughs> sent me a link. I'm just using her for an example because she's infatuated with Down syndrome people. Mongs. But we call them mongs where I'm from. She sent me a video to some online show that she watches where retarded people have sex and they have sexual relationships. Undateables. No, it's not undateable. It was like more of like, it's like a documentary. There's a lot of nudity. I was disgusted. I couldn't watch it, but she, I guess, watches it alone, sometimes at night, late at night. (laughs) 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 But anyway, those people are in relationships. Some of them even drive cars. So how could they not be able to make an informed decision whether or not that plastic surgery. Well, I mean, it's pretty easy to drive a car because look at all the Americans that drive cars. <laughs> like, that's not a good example. What are you saying, Kate Rambo? What I'm saying is, and you can also be in a relationship when you're in school. Seven-year-olds have boyfriends and girlfriends. But it, I'm saying they don't understand the ramifications of going in and being like, I want a new face. It's like you don't understand what you're asking for. And plus, then they're kind of not vain. At all. Unlike yeah, the rest of society who is concerned with looks, they're not. Well, I think they're, they're being I think they're being pressured or influenced by people like their parents or caretakers. Exactly. You'll come to think of it, I think that video that Claudia sent me was from Pornhub, actually. <laughs> if, if I remember correctly. Anyway, the operations here were begun by two German plastic surgeons in nineteen seventy seven. After they heard the testimony of a German couple whose daughter had the first experimental operation nine years earlier. Uh, that was performed by another surgeon named Dr. H. Holder. Uh, the parents were so pleased with this operation that they began a national campaign to, ur- to urge other doctors to do surgery on Down syndrome kids. They said that their daughter had been freed from the stigma of Down syndrome. Maybe back then, I think there was probably a lot more stigma. But nowadays, I mean, if you're a downer on TikTok and Instagram, you could be making coin and bank. It is weird how it's beca- they become sexualized. They're totally, that's what I mean. Nowadays in modern society, it's not like probably how it was in the 60s where it'd be like, I'm putting you in the attic bedroom and you're never coming out again because you are like a blight on this family. Well, back then they called them trainables. Yeah, you are trainable. But like now it's like they have jobs and shit. You know, there'll be a KP. Every KP I've ever known in a kitchen has been slightly downer. <laughs> You you worked in kitchens where they actually hire. I was a kid. No, I was a KP. I'm I'm slagging off people who work in kitchens. Well, you know that that is a theory I've had. Like you know, you're gonna have a really good Taco Bell, like an exemplary Taco Bell experience. If there's a person with Down syndrome working, I'm exactly like John Steele. And if there's anyone like even slightly trainable in the vicinity while I am eating, because I've told you that story about what happened to me in school with all with them. I just, I cannot eat and I will not think about eating for a couple of days till my stomach settles. It's gross. Maybe I should just go rent a Down syndrome person to hang out here and you could lose some weight. <laughs> Maybe that would actually save <laughs> would me some work? money. <laughs> yeah, that would get the fish and chip weight off but really that's, fast. That's Kate's diet. Kate's <laughs> diet plan is to go rent a retarded kid and just have him hang out. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, you know, if you just got some eye surgery, you would look totally different, Brian. <laughs> So there are two plastic surgeons, uh, Dr. Gottfried Lemperly and Doreen Radu, who have operated more than 250 Down syndrome children between the ages of 3 and 24. Wow. Um, they've generally reduced the size of each child's protruding tongue, um, both for cosmetic reasons, but also sometimes it made them e- it easier for them to speak, uh, brought the ears closer to the head, uh, raised the hanging lower lips. 
altered the slant of the eyelids, raised cheekbones with implants of silicone, and then raised the depressed bridge of the nose. In some cases, put implants into, into their severely receding chins. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) And just created a whole new breed of freaks. Actually, it made me think of Nicole Kidman. That's yes. Actually, have you seen Madonna recently? I'm going, no, because Madonna is like, she can do what she wants. Madonna's always just been like that. Nicole Kidman is an absolute monster now. And I don't know how. A plastic surgery disaster. She looks like an alien. I don't know how she's gotten to that point or why a plastic surgery surgeon hasn't stopped her and been like, stop this, Nicole, because you were fucking hot. I have no idea what happened. Um, so the operation requires about two to three days hospitalization. It's covered by insurance actually in Israel, um, and Canada, but not in the U S uh, surgeons say that complications are few and minor. And they say that there are a couple of reasons to do plastic surgery for down syndrome, uh, children. The first is to make the child look like they're, you know, uh, able-bodied peers. And so they could fit in more easily. The second is to improve the child functionally. Some claim that after surgery, children eat more gracefully and speak more distinctly. Okay, yeah, I can understand the tongue thing, but the rest of it is all unnecessary. The ears, the eyes, the cheeks, why? That's just cosmetic surgery at that point. I, I think the surgery is for the parents. <laughs> it totally is for the parents who are probably, even though they would never say it, they're ashamed that their child has Down syndrome. And Whereas if you had a Down syndrome, you'd be like the happiest person in the world. If well, it was a Down I don't want, syndrome I don't want to have a child, but I wouldn't be against having a Down syndrome kid. You would, you would have the funniest time with them. And if it was a midget, you would hit the road. Put it this way. I've always wanted to hang out with a midget. And I don't mm-hmm. mind Down syndrome. I actually enjoy being around Down syndrome people. I just can't do it because I can't eat. Makes me seem intelligent. <laughs> but no, I mean... It, Is that you, why you married me? No, I mean, you can, <laughs> you can train them to do things. They're, I mean, basically... They're a dog. Well, no, they're not a dog. But you can train them to do things. You can train them to, like, fetch beers for you. That's, um, you, you some dogs can fetch The comedic value... Of someone with Down syndrome? That's true, because they do wank like chimps. Yeah. So they well, might just get their dick out and start wanking. Who knows what they could do? But, I mean, there's a world of opportunity. I mean, <laughs> as seen on Instagram. As seen, I mean, it's such a... Whenever I open up my For You page on TikTok, it's all I see. It's, you know, and that's the thing. You know, I'm the uh, Sick and Wrong Instagram, which has blown up in recent months. Since I've become social media, media manager. Man- Excuse me, we were joint social media manager, but until then... Until you got fired. Actually, until you got a shadow banned, and then you came back with the fury of the gods after that moment. And then I replaced, I demoted Kate Rambo well, from social media manager. You now you're were the social media assistant. assistant. You were the one who got a shadow banned, and I wasn't, I would like to point With a out. video that you sent me. Yes, um, okay. <laughs> Anyway, the, it is weird how many of these like Down syndrome people can be influencers. Like, there's this. Uh, do you see the, the the video of that Down syndrome kid dressed up as a police officer pulling over that black guy? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a f- you've posted that, haven't you? Yeah, I posted, but so did other people. And I mean, like these videos get millions of hits. Do you know what it tells me? It tells me that things haven't changed since the Victorian days. We still want to pay. Five pence, 15 cents, and we still want to go in and see just a gaggle of weirdos. But now we can do it for free on Instagram and TikTok. We, we as a species have never evolved. We want to see these people who've got like long necks, weird arms. Well, the Down freaks, syndrome. yeah, the freaks of Instagram. Uh, There's yeah, so many, like that, that long neck guy and the guy with the big wide neck guy. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, they all, they're all kind of, but the, but the, 
Down syndrome people seem to be doing quite well. Like I posted a video of this Down syndrome cheerleader that was doing a cheer next to another um, cheerleader. And do you see the comments in that that post? She did have a cracking pair of chebs, I must admit. (laughs) Well, people are like, damn syndrome. If she's down, I'm down. And it's like most of these are coming from men. But I think women, well, I think women like you and uh, your friend Claudia are like morbidly fascinated by Down syndrome people. But I think a lot of dudes are like, you know, deviants in their own right. would be like, oh, yeah, I could totally score with that. Men will fuck a melon, you know? Men will literally fuck anything that they can put their dick inside of. So it doesn't impress me if a man's like, damn, girl, to somebody with Down syndrome with a cracking pair of chips. It just does not surprise me. Well, I think Down syndrome, though, in this day and age is becoming fetishized, sexualized. Yeah, it definitely Both. is. And it's it's become a thing. I think there's going to be, like on Tinder, I think you're going to start seeing more Down syndrome people on Tinder. And I think it's going to become a fetish. Like there's dudes who are specifically into Downs girls. So the, the D in Tinder now stands for Down syndrome. I think it always has. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you know how like some guys are like, oh, I only like Asian women. I only like Down syndrome women. I think that's going to happen. It's like, I'm only into downers, bro. <laughs> you know, they're quiet. They keep to themselves. I don't have to mansplain much to them. Actually, you would have to mansplain a lot to them. And, and that everything protruding repeatedly. tongue on your nutsack. <laughs> have you ever felt that? <laughs> Just try it once. <laughs> once you go down, you never go brown. Back up. You never go <laughs> <No>. back up. <laughs> But that's the thing. It's like, you know, is this surgery worth it? I don't think it's ethically, you know, viable. I don't think it's ethically correct to do something like this. I don't think it is either. And and furthermore, these parents are deluding themselves about the results. I mean, you can alter the parents and just decrease the stigma, if that's what you want to call it. But the kid's still going to be retarded. Yeah, do they think that after the surgery, they'll come in and suddenly little, like, um, Alice will be reading War and Peace in the living room? Yeah, the mental (laughs) impairment's not going to be reversed, okay? Yeah. I mean, I guess you can go shopping at Safeway, and maybe people won't be like, oh, your kid's retarded. Yeah, won't stare as much, but whatever. I mean, like, I think it's bad you should be just letting them, because they're ignorant, they don't care. Let them live that way. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you, uh, you, it's, it's what I think what makes our society, especially, uh, you know, at least entertaining to me is diversity. Yeah. And that's kind of why I like living in LA, but it's also why I like living in, in, you know, in large metropolitan areas. Like you just have a diversity of people. You got homeless people, you got disabled people, you got Jewish people, you got everything here. Ask me how many midgets I saw yesterday. How many? Free. Exactly. Free. How often did that happen in Carlisle? Like, actually, there was a couple of midgets in Carlisle. And in fact, a very famous midget that once got put inside a bin. But you know them. You know them for knocking well, around. Whereas here, people. I just saw like three random midgets. And I think Down syndrome people contribute to the diversity of society. So why change that? Yes. And plus, I can't eat in a cafe if they're in there. So please don't get them plastic surgery because I just wouldn't know. Doing anything unnecessarily surgically to your body is never a good idea. Well, I mean, if it helps some people feel better. But but I think when you're like getting labiaplasty no, that, or penile enhancement or limb lengthening surgery. That's dangerous. You know, there's a lot of different, you know, there's a lot of different, um, you know, outcomes to that. 
and you can get infections. You can lose, you know, nerve damage. You can have, uh, you know, lose sensitivity in, in your genital region. Like, why would you want that? Why would you even want the risk of that? I don't know. But I think if you want to get a little bit of Botox and filler and it makes you feel better and you go out and you can pull someone and live a happier life because of it, there's nothing wrong with that. So wait, are you saying Down syndrome people should get Botox? Well, they already have really fat faces. <laughs> they don't need it. But if you're doing surgery because you don't like your body or you don't like looking in the mirror or your self-pointing Zoom yeah. camera because you, you, you suffer from like a body dysmorphic vision of yourself... You might want to get therapy before you get surgery because I don't think the surgery is going to solve the underlying issues. I do think a lot of it has to do with youth as well and like comparing yourself to others and you compare yourself to your friends. And nowadays I didn't grow up with like social media so I can't understand the pressure of that. But as you, go older, you do, get older, you do kind of give less of a fuck. You're just like, as long as I'm healthy and everything's working, I think, and I think a lot of it, if you looked at the age of the people who are doing it. but if Yeah, yeah I think it's a lot of younger people. I, I think the key is to find somebody who you, you know you get along with and just let yourself go. Turn to a big fat slob, start smoking weed again. This is my plan. <laughs> Post a podcast, just do that. And eat a lot of fish and chips, and then you've got a fish and chip weight on you. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think that works. Me too. I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> People, this is episode 912 here, Sick and Wrong. Got some phone calls coming up next, 323-522-4032. Uh, but first, here's a quick word from Adam and Eve. Hey, guys. It's me, Stephen. I'm a huge fan of your show. Thanks to your awesome coupon code, Diddle. I can buy myself loads of good sex toys since both of my wives died and my look eric's disease got pretty bad let's just say things in the bedroom got pretty boring but thanks to adamandeve.com and coupon code diddle d-i-d-d-l-e i'm now a new man. Thanks. We are charging power battery. And now we are full of energy. So you got a couple phone calls to get to here. 323-522-4032 is the number of the Sikron drunk dial line. Uh, you can also email us an MP3 to Sikron Podcast at uh, gmail.com. So the first call we have here is from your beloved cat, Chi Chi. Who called in? Gigi. Yeah, talking about how he's adjusting to life oh. in LA. Hello, sick and wrong. It's I, Chi-Chi. I'm calling in to let you know I'm getting adjusted to LA life. My naked brother is naked. <laughs> the one thing I don't like is father doesn't allow mama to jerk me off anymore. <laughs> father, why? Oh well. Take care. I'm sorry, Chi-Chi. I'm going to have to put my foot down there. You're not allowed to rub your cock all over your mom's arm for 14 minutes. Did we talk about this on the main show? Or was this on no, the it was the second show. Yeah, no, he still, he did it the other morning. Wait, he still rubbed, it, rubbed his, his cock no, on No, his your... cock never comes out. I've told you this, but he was in bed. And his we were genital in bed. region. I let him hump me for a little while. We, we go into this on the second show, um, probably into too much detail, but the other day we were watching a movie. And actually, I got a recording of this. I should post the recording. No, because I have my hair in curlers, so you can't because I look minging. I'll see if I can, like, 
pluck out your face. Thank you. But uh, we were watching this movie, and next thing you know, I see Chi-Chi just vigorously, like, grinding on your arm. And I was like, your cat's humping your arm. I was kind of laughing about it, thinking you'd be like, oh, he's doing that, and, like, push him off. But instead... Kate encouraged him to do it and in fact started moving her, moving her arm in like a rhythmic motion to get even more semen out. I, I it was did none weird. of that. It I, was bizarre. I absolutely did not do any of that. This is why you shouldn't have a Down syndrome child. Well, well, well I certainly would not jerk them off because I couldn't even eat nearing the, near them. Do you think I could handle one naked? My God. I don't know. But anyway... I was like, this is weird. And she let it go on. And it was like two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. And I was like, the cat's still humping your arm. And he was changing positions. Oh, yeah. He, he was going like reverse around. cowgirl and yeah. then flipping around 69. And Kate was like switching her arms out. Yeah. Sometimes he usually prefers the right arm. But it depends how you're sitting on like because you have to be on a pillow as well. You have to have your arm on top of a pillow. He's very particular with how he likes it. You want to know how many times Calman's rubbed his genitals on my arm? Uh, well, his balls are so huge, probably a lot. Never. I've never let him do that. I would never let let him do it because it's unnatural and it's deviant. Well, it's not like I let him spunk on me. He just humps out of comfort. And he's my son, and I love my son, Chi-Chi. Thank you for ringing me, Chi-Chi. I know you don't <laughs> like your naked brother. I love you, Chi-Chi. Yeah, me and his normal naked brother who would oh, yeah, never normal. do something like that yeah that's the first we're not going to tolerate we're not going to tolerate this incestuous behavior we are from the north so like chi chi's from the borders and i'm from carlisle so you've, you've got to kind of expect a little a little bit of incest anyway good to hear from you chi chi i always thought his accent would be a little bit more scottish it's a bit more in my mind uh it's a bit more scottish meets carlisle and it's just yeah probably not a good accent it definitely isn't as posh as that yeah um, anyway, um, the next call we have here is uh, about, this is very fitting. It's about a drunk rotundo who goes apeshit in a spoons. Oh. Now, a spoons is a- Weatherspoons. Like a chain, Weatherspoons. It's a chain of pubs, right, across England? Yes, for all Americans who have never been to Britain or are planning a trip to Britain, there's a spoons, sometimes more than one. There's usually probably about five in any given vicinity of any like street in Britain. And they're very good because they're cheap, reliable, always have about 20 toilets inside one, like one building. They almost always have fosters on tap. Yeah, you like that. And the deals are great. I mean, you can get very drunk in a spoons. Yeah, I've been to, been to many spoons, many a spoons with Kate Rambo. Hey, it's Matt the Trucker calling in with my drunken down syndrome story as pro- you know we met we met matt at the uh the meetup in we London. did hi yeah. matt that it was, was fun hanging out you. with him and he mentioned he's like i got a great story i'm gonna have to call in so awesome this happened it must have been about 10 years ago gone into the human zoo that is weatherspoons on a saturday <laughs> afternoon for a spot of day drinking and people watching when we sat down noticed this guy with Down syndrome, he's got a pint of something purple in his hand, snake bite and black perhaps, and he's with his mate. Fair enough. Not something you see every day, but... You know, that is interesting. You don't really tend to see too many Down syndrome people in bars. Drinking. I would think, are they allowed to drink? You know, I don't know. I remember... Uh... Kessler had a theory that if you give a lot of LSD to a downer, then they'd act completely normal during the trip. So they'd have like the reverse effect. Fact. Oh, you know what? I bet that would be true. 
I, I don't know. I've never performed so these what? experiments. Suddenly they'd be sat there and green like, I must balance my checkbook. Please give me an hour. Have you read Proust recently? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I've often wondered what the effect would be. But you think alcohol would just kind of exacerbate the retardation. Because well, it, I mean, it, makes... it does yeah. with us, like with normal, you know, it makes the able-bodied retarded. men. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah. Do you know what a snake bite is as well? No, I was going to ask you about that. Uh, snake bite is a half cider, half lager in the same glass, and then black is black currant juice. Wait, half cider, half lager, and then you pour in currant juice? Black currant juice, yeah. So is it like a black drink? Well, it's purple. Is it purple? Oh, it's okay. purple. So he's he's drinking. It's a, a snake very bite. sweet drink. It's like what what an eighteen year or a seventeen year old would drink. You would think. I'm not a cider drinker though, so I'm sorry to all the cider drinkers out there. Is that the official mong drink? Uh, no, because if it, I would put them down as more having like, you know, you can get the fish bowls in a spoon. So you can get the cocktails that come in a fish, fish bowl. bowl. Yeah, it's like basically a fish bowl full of like really sugary cocktails that kill you the next day. Uh, that's what they would drink. Hmm. But maybe he was gearing himself up with a little tasty intro of a snake bite. That could be. It's weather spoons. He's probably got a higher IQ than half the people in there. <laughs> anyway, after a half an hour or so, they disappear outside the smoking area, him and his mates. Short while later, there's a sudden exodus from the smoking area and this guttural tarred howl starts coming from outside. Tables are going everywhere. Yeah, see. Well, they have they have, have strength. We they all have know. like the strength of like six men. Yeah, we all know about that strength. Yeah, tarred strength. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a it's, thing. It's a thing. It is. It's it's a reality. So I imagine he was probably overturning tables on like he's having a wobbly. The underneath tarred strength, you know what next is the phenomena is when mothers get the insane strength. Like, you know, say their child is pinned underneath a, a car. Suddenly a mother will get this strength of 20 men and she'll lift up the car and just pick a kid it's up. It's the adrenaline, yeah. Mother strength yeah. is next. You know, I remember, uh, uh, who is it? My sister's friend, Sarah. She was just like, they had these two like full-size poodles, like French poodles. Oh, my favorite. And so the, her kid, she just brought her kid home. And I guess the poodle was so excited, it kind of like jumped up. And she's like, I went into full grizzly bear mode. I just kind of grabbed the kid and clutched him to my breast. And I was starting like, like growling. <laughs> and the dog just sort of freaked out and walked away. She's like, it wasn't even, I couldn't even control it. It was like an instinctual reaction to a threat. Mother strength. Yeah, mother strength. Strays. And this no, making a noise that only sounded a bit like if Quigley had stubbed his toe. You know the sort of thing I mean. <laughs> that kind of thing. Anyway, security come up and you can see them stop dead in their tracks. <laughs> they're just watching the carnage outside. And you can see what they're thinking. There's no good can come of this situation for yeah. them whatsoever. If they take him down... They'll forever be remembered as the assholes who took out the guy with Down syndrome. If he gets hold of them and wallops them, they'll never live it down because they'll be the guy who got beat up by the retard. <laughs> it is quite the quandary. I would just stand back and be like, he'll run out of steam eventually. He'll get, to, he'll tire himself out. Well, 
My question is, is he fighting somebody somebody, or is he going on like a full tarred rampage? So usually in most spoons, right? A lot When the spoons is big enough and you go out into the smoking area, I don't know how big the spoons is. But there can be a lot of tables out there. A lot of the like um, beer garden tables that look like picnic tables, you know what mm, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he could just flip potentially 20 of them. No, but I mean, what, what like ignited this tantrum like did somebody do you know what snake bite gets the best of most people oh so you think too many snake bites well it's a lethal drink to give anyone and in fact i worked in two pubs where you couldn't serve snake bite and if people asked for it you'd be like i can't do that and who knows how many snake bites he might have you know imbibed this this is probably his first one they kind of stand there scratching their heads wondering what the hell to do about the situation. <laughs> Film it. Anyway, after a few minutes of this melee, somebody turns up, goes... Just put, like, Sesame Street on, like the, <laughs> the monitor or something. I don't know. <laughs> Sesame Street. <laughs> the Venture Brothers, something. Just put something on. Get I think some chips out. Him. You know, chips will calm anyone down. Get some chips, a, a nice glass of, like, milk. He needs some milk, you know. I think just, like, start blasting the Benny Hill music. <laughs> At the back, manages to talk him down from the ledge, calm him down a little bit. Perhaps one of his mates, I'm not sure and eventually leads him out by the hand through the middle of a packed pub on a Saturday afternoon. Poor fucker's blubbing his eyes out. Oh, man. Um, I felt a bit bad for watching, but where the fuck else are you going to look? Anyway, they managed to evict him from the premises, and uh, he spent the next hour just peering in through various windows, (laughs) presumably... While security kept telling him to fuck off. Wait, where was his mates? Would they tie I, him? Would they tie him up to like the lamppost? Yeah, like, I don't think they are his mates, and I think they've just brought him out for crack. Oh, okay. I, I guess I I could see that. I they, they probably just couldn't who've rounded him up and brought him in <laughs> and done this to him. <laughs> it's just terrible. Ever look like. Just kind of staring, like peering in through the the windows, watching everybody else drink their snake bites. Yeah, that's that. Well, maybe if he had some plastic surgery, he could come back in. So does like spoons have a sign that says like no tards allowed? Every spoons has different rules. Let's put it like that. There <laughs> probably that, is one in like Scarborough that says it. I don't know. Every time I've been there, I was like, I thought it was actually in a a bar for disabled people. The spoons in Carlisle that I I liked has a picture of Hitler on the wall. (laughs) Uh, Weatherspoons, you can't beat it. True. (laughs) Wow. Thank you for that that story. That's an awesome story. (laughs) That's one I'm going to repeat um, uh, on many occasions. Um, I am missing Britain, so if some Brits can ring in with more spoon stories, that would be great. Especially with, like, tarred strength you know, displays of tarred strength like that. That was, that was impressive. I I mean, I understand like what would security do at that point? It's kind of like watching Godzilla. You'd just be like, we'll just wait until they go back into the swamp. We'll just can't. And then we'll, you know, I don't even know. I'd get like some kind of like instrument with flashing lights and, you know, like a little like honky horn or something. I'd just probably throw peanuts at them from the gallery. That that would probably work, though. I think Food. it would. Food would work. That's what I said. You get some chips, man. Chips calms everyone down. You'd throw chips at them? No, I'd be like, I've fried you up a bowl of chips. Come and eat it with some tomato ketchup because they love tomato ketchup. 
and they would come in and then they would have a full tummy. You give them a glass of milk and they're asleep by you know like it also eight. calms them down. Hand jobs. <laughs> <laughs> like hence How would Chi-Chi. you know? I'm just saying what Chi Chi my son's retarded. Well, I'm just saying Chi Chi probably has an IQ very similar to someone with Down syndrome. Chi-Chi is a very intelligent young man. And what eases his anxiety is his mother jerking him off. I'm not jerking him off. I'm just enabling him to hump. But if you could make this retarded person at the bar calm down and be less anxious, you wouldn't give it a go? So you're technically saying that every man who feels anxiety should be, have a hand job. I'm someone. saying the ones with Down syndrome. Just well, I don't think they know what anxiety is. Well, he's obviously having a tantrum. And that's a way to calm him down. <laughs> This is going You're nowhere. very selfish, K Rambo. Yeah, no hand jobs for them. <laughs> anyway, uh, people can call the Sick Girl Hotline, 323-522-4032. Uh, thanks to all the listeners who support us on Patreon uh, and on Apple Podcasts. We do appreciate you helping us keep this show going. Patreon.com slash sick and wrong. Uh, subscribe today. Also, we got some uh, new uh, teas available at the Tea Public Store, the Sick and Wrong Tea Public Store. I, this week alone, I sold three Satan shirts. That's amazing. Yeah, the Baphomet Sick and Wrong uh, logo Thank shirts. Thank you, everyone. Uh, just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop. Click on the picture of the Pope and uh, get yourself a, uh, a shirt. Also, uh, you know, big ups to a uh, listener actually sent in some money. Uh, donated some money on PayPal. Yes, thank you, Derek D. Derek, yes, thank you, Derek. We appreciate that. You're I'm, a legend. Well, I mean, we could use some help right now, which is, uh, you know, trying to find a new place. You're just moving here. Yeah, we want to set up a studio. We're going to have to buy, like, some new stuff. All your equipment is, like, falling apart. Oh, Kate doesn't even have a social security card yet, so you can't even get a job. I can't even <laughs> do anything right now. So this this show is actually supporting us. We do appreciate you helping us uh, um, keep it going there. Uh, finally, here's second wrong song of the week. The first song that came to mind for this particular show, Mongoloid by Devo. When me and Claudia get married, this is going to be our song. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could see that. It's a theme song for both of you. <laughs> Mongoloid is the first single uh, off of um, Devo's first, actually, it's the first single that they did, released in 1977 yeah. on Bougie Boy Records. The back uh, is back with the song Jocko Homo. Yeah. So uh, I imagine that must be worth a lot of money. Uh, the song was later re-recorded for their 1978 full-length, Are We Not Men, We Are Devo. But the lyrics describe a man who has Down syndrome, yet leads a normal life in a de-evolved society. Exactly. Hence the lyric, he was a mongoloid, mongoloid, his friends were unaware. Mongoloid, he was a mongoloid, nobody even cared. There you go. And that's, that's the theme here. Don't get surgery for your Down syndrome kids, because no one cares. People will be back next week with episode 913. Till then, take it sleazy.
a plane. Wow, a comic talking about air travel. Holy shit, there's a novel approach to stand up. I was on a, a flight and the engine blew up. And it really, yeah, it was like I mean, it was more like There you go, thank you. The engine blew up, and, if, and the whole plane started rattling and, and started shooting towards the earth like By the way, if you're really afraid of flying, let me tell you, you will know when you are going to die. Because it was just like And I thought to myself, I'm not going to freak out until I see what the uh, stewardess are doing, the flight attendants. And I looked, and they're looking out a window, and they turned around, and they were uh, crying. <laughs> And I really thought I was going to die, and the, and the pilot came on and he goes, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to land in Cleveland in four to five minutes. There's no reason to be alarmed. That's the very reason to be alarmed, that he said there's no reason to be alarmed. I would have been less freaked out if he went, Holy shit, did you guys feel that? The other people on the flight was the United States uh, uh, Special Olympics team. Uh, relax, I can't change it so it's more palatable of a story for you, but that's who was on the flight. It wasn't me and the cast of Lost. And, uh, there were 45 men and women, maybe it wasn't them, but they were in red, white, and blue running suits and they had medals on. So if it wasn't the Special Olympics team, it was a really, really big hip-hop group with Down syndrome. <laughs> And as we're careening towards the earth, and I thought I was going to die, the pilot came on again and he goes, Hello, ladies and gentlemen, there's no reason to be alarmed. When we land in Cleveland, the runway will be covered entirely with foam, and at the very end of the tarmac meeting us at the runway will be a fire truck. And I truly thought I was going to die. And I sat there, and the whole plane was silent, except one guy I heard in the back of the plane clear as a bell go, Fire truck! <laughs> He was excited that it's going to be a fire truck. Easy for you to be happy, you got a medal. <laughs> now, I know some of you work with mentally challenged people, and I know some of you are related to mentally challenged people, but if you don't think they ever say or do anything funny, you're denying that they're human beings, because that was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs>